Hi, guys, and welcome to the Confessions of a Millennial podcast. My name's Julia. And I'm Fatima. And we're your podcast for all things millennial, confessional or not. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Millennial podcast. We are bringing you season three. Woo-woo, season three. So exciting. I can't believe it. I know. Can you, I mean, I think about it sometimes. I'm like, wow, I can't believe we made it to season three. This is so exciting. I know. And thanks for coming along the ride with us, guys. Yeah, for all your support, listening to our episodes each week, following us on Instagram. Um, and if you're not, make sure to follow us on Instagram, at Confessions <laughs> of a Millennial Get Podcast. On it. <laughs> um, and if you're not following our podcast itself, you can obviously, um, you, whatever platform you're using, you can reach us on any platform you like and make sure to follow us. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Because we're everywhere. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's jump in. So this is a very exciting topic that happened towards end of season two, right? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was near the end of season two. End of season two. And we thought that it would be really exciting for us to jumpstart season three with this. And... Drum roll, please. <laughs> and this is the fact that Julia bought her first place. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. It was such a process, and we are going to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, so, we're going to share with you about your process, about everything that you went through, your experience, the process of, you know, that you're in right now trying to get into your condo because you are still within your um, period before you actually take possession of your property and so forth. So why don't we just get started? If you want to give like a general overview, um, just like from the beginning to where you are now. Sure. So I started really actively looking in 2019 Mm -hmm. and almost bought a place, but it wasn't in the cards and then put it on, that was like fall 2019. And then I put it on kind of hold for a while and then a pandemic hit. So that kind of backfired all my plans. And then in 2020 of December, I started looking again, um, but wasn't really going out. And then January, I got really active, especially towards the end of it, in terms of seeing stuff with my realtor, who is also your realtor, who's amazing. Amazing So good. And um, yeah, so I started going out. I think I was literally seeing like 12 places a week. Through, like going out three nights a week to see different condos. And I did put an offer on one. Unfortunately, I didn't get it, which mm-hmm. is kind of the nature of the game in Toronto. Yeah. And for anyone who also is house hunting or, you know, to any respect, I completely understand what you're going through. It sucks. I remember I was so devastated. And everyone I know who bought a place was like, it's just the first one. Like, don't let it get you down. Yeah. And the next day I was like, okay, let's keep going. And then I found this condo and like after seeing it, I don't even think it was an hour before I made an offer Yeah, and we went back and forth a little bit with the seller just in terms of negotiating. And then I purchased that sucker and now it's mine. Yay. That's yeah, Yay. definitely you committed to finding a place. Yeah. Seeing, um, like 12 properties a week going out three times a week. That's, that's a big commitment. 
It is. And like, it is so exhausting too when, uh, right, like right now, and obviously this was uh, mid-February when yeah. I physically purchased, um, the market is so crazy. It's so hot and yeah. there's not a lot of inventory. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot to work with. I had to manage my expectations for yeah. what my budget could allow and what I wanted. And I did end up settling on a few things. And as the questions come, we'll get into it, yep. but they're not things that I think are like big for me or like, you know, it would have been nice to have, but it's just not the reality. And I'm so happier that I'm actually in the market. Yeah. That I actually own something and that I'm currently in what my brother has reminded me is called escrow where it's like, you've <laughs> yep. been approved for your mortgage, but you don't own the place yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Really fancy and rich, so I'm loving it. I love escrow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, what were some of the challenges that you saw in the buying market currently? I mean, you kind of touched upon one of the pieces, and the fact that you did see something you liked, and unfortunately, it didn't work out when you put an offer in. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot. And, you know, for some people who maybe don't have a realtor who's giving them as much content as, as ours did, which was great because I'm like, tell me everything I want to know. Yep. Um, it's so crazy right now because there's just not a lot on the market. Yep. People are really trying to get in, especially because with the pandemic, a lot of um, foreigners who happen to live here but are perhaps not citizens yet, yep. they've kind of gone home to their own countries. And, um, you know, if they are wealthier, they've taken that money out. So yeah. right now it's sort of Canadians buying against Canadians. Yeah. Um, and people are desperate. People are making really kind of scary decisions. And the reason I didn't get the first place was because of the person selling it, it was yeah. an investment property for them. Um, that guy, he wanted a firm offer. So okay. what that means is that there's no period to get your mortgage approved. So basically if you say, okay, here's my firm offer, they accept it. And then your mortgage doesn't get approved. You're still on the hook for that money. Right. Even if you can't get it. And so for me, that wasn't an option. Yeah. Sorry. And that's, that's really scary because yeah. um, if anyone who has bought a home and is a homeowner, you know that your realtor would never recommend that you make such an offer to say that there's no conditions. You're not going to check the property to see if like there's any issues with it. You're not going to make sure that your mortgage is approved and, and so on. It's not a recommendation that a, you know, well experienced uh, realtor would suggest that you do. Right. I mean, unless your circumstances are different, if you're, you know, maybe a trust fund baby, or yeah. if you have other property to use as collateral, exactly. like then, then your situation is completely different. Right. Um, and more kudos to you, but a lot of people, because they're so desperate to get in and they know that's what sellers want, yep. they're willing to, to forego that. And I just said to, you know, my realtor, <laughs> I said, look, I'm not someone who's going to put 12 conditions on an offer, but the mortgage condition is definitely one. Yep. Like that's non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, unfortunately that's why I lost it. Even though I offered them over asking yep. um, for it, uh, which I could afford, but it didn't work out. And so then this place um, that I ended up purchasing, the seller was fine with my conditions. They wanted a bit more money. So I met them a little closer to the asking price. Mm -hmm. And they accepted, which was great. And they had no issue with the conditions, which was also nice. Um, and such a big deal for me too, because I was like, oh my God, I actually bought it. Like yeah. it's 
that's mine on paper. That's, Move over. That's really exciting. And then you also yeah. touched upon the fact that there's not as many condos to to see. And I think, you know, you and right. I kind of understand what that means. But do you want to kind of touch upon, like, why there's not as many condos available at the moment? And most of it has to do with the pandemic. <laughs> Right. So yeah, that's a huge thing. A lot of people are, you know, foregoing selling if they can't afford something. Um, The other thing too, is I think it's just the Toronto market. Like in general, we have such a hot market because in terms of how many people live here and when people try to move out, there isn't enough supply that people can afford. So we easily get priced out of the market so quickly. And that's why a lot of people still like, you know, our millennials, especially we're the ones getting the worst of it, which sucks because people are blaming us and saying, you don't save, you don't save. But meanwhile, you know, Gen Z's and baby boomers never had to save for a half a million dollar mortgage. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So it's such a different, it's such a different culture now. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a huge thing. So when we say that there's no inventory on the market, it literally means that there just isn't enough to isn't enough selling for the people that want to or can buy. Yeah, and that's really tough. Yeah, and one of the other reasons to just add on to that, as you said, that people aren't selling because of the pandemic and people being stuck in their homes twenty four seven. Mm-hmm. In Toronto, we and in surrounding areas, we actually saw an increase in people purchasing houses or townhouses and essentially looking yeah. for bigger properties because of the fact that they don't have to go into work, they can just work from home. So if they move out a little bit further out of the area, they can big, get a bigger property versus, you know, like us and Julia. 500 soon, square feet. Yeah, soon <laughs> yourself sitting in 500 square feet. And so what a lot of people were doing is selling just at the height of it but then when people weren't buying because who wants to sit in 500 square feet so yeah like you said people were not selling their properties because no one wanted to sell less than what it was valued at and so the pandemic actually caused a decrease in in prices to some extent for condos. Yeah, like so, in the fall. In exactly. fall of 2020 prices were really cheap. Yeah. Um because the person who purchased the person I bought from, they were an investor as well. So this was an investment property for them. They bought it in October, 2020, and they put it up for sale in February, 2021. And they made at least 60 K from when they purchased it. So, you know, as an investment, that's in that kind of turnaround time that that's really quick, right? And yeah. And that was another thing for me. Like I didn't want to live in the city. Um, nothing personal. I just, I work in yeah. York region yeah. and I have to drive to work and I didn't want my commute to be super long or crazy. Yeah. So I chose somewhere close to work, close to my friends and family. Yeah. Um, yeah, really easy to access, which is great. And I think if there's like one more challenge, I guess it maybe would be like the bidding wars and like yeah. multiple offers. Yeah. Um, because you know, there's always somebody in a bidding war who's going to offer so much money and, no conditions, which means no mortgage condition, no any other condition. Um, I know there was one place I was going to put a a thing on and we were drawing up the offer. And then my realtor got a call from their realtor saying, don't bother because we got a bully bid and someone paid $170,000 over asking. Wow. That is just so much money. That is just craziness. (laughs) It's so much money. It's so much money. Um, And then one challenge that I kind of also mentioned earlier in the overview was I had to 
downsized my expectations. Yep. I was really hoping to get a two bedroom or one bedroom plus den that had a real yep. uh, like second bedroom size. Yep. And the first place I, I put an offer on was that it was exactly that, yep. but it had a lot of downfalls too. It didn't have a balcony. When you walked in, you walked right into the kitchen. There wasn't a lot of storage in terms of closets and space. Yep. Um, so, you know, there nothing wasn't perfect, but this place that I ended up buying, it's a one bedroom, no den, <laughs> but it's got a nice little foyer as you walk in. Yeah. I've got, you know, 120, I think it's a hundred or 120 square foot balcony. That's awesome. There's a lot of perks to the building. Yeah. There's, there's so many nice things to it. And, you know, of course I would have loved to have had that second bedroom and maybe even a second bath, yeah. but condos that size are, were just simply like becoming out of my price range because yeah. people were buying them for, you know, $700,000. Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. It is very crazy. Um, so how yeah. are you managing your budgeting and your, um, spending in affording the house in affording your condo? Um, I mean, I've always kind of, I'm very close with my mortgage broker. That's awesome. <laughs> like I've called him at like 8 PM on a Sunday and he's like, yeah, what do you need? I'm yeah. just on my computer. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. That's awesome. It might be lying to me, but I appreciate it so much. <laughs> um, so I've all, yeah, I've been in, I've been in chats with him really thoroughly about what I can afford and what monthly costs look like. And so it's just kind of breaking those down and making sure that I can afford them on my own. Yeah. Um, and then I will have a roommate in the fall. That's who awesome. Is my lovely, do you, do you have any boyfriend. tips for anyone who is trying to, um, see what's available and buy a home, like how to save for a down payment, any tips on budgeting, like anything that's worked extremely well for you? Um, what's worked extremely well for me was honestly just limiting myself each month, yeah. putting at least 50%, if not 60% of my paycheck into savings, and then being able to just teach myself to survive off the rest. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not as hard as you think. And also like, you don't need to go for $80 dinners. Like, yeah. And you, it's you just know, a reality. And you don't need to buy like half the things that we do buy. Like you don't need to buy clothes. You don't need to buy shoes because you yeah. have a closet full. Buy what you need, not what exactly. you want. Right. And I think that's yeah. what your focus was because you focused on, I'm going to buy what I need and not what I want. Yeah. And that's let you save 60% of your income every month. Yeah. And another tip that I mean, I've been doing this since I was like 14, but while I didn't own a home, I was, you know, if somebody went to like a wedding shower and got like spoons or cups or a, a pitcher or something, I was like, oh, do you want that? Like, I'll take it for my future home. And I would kind of buy little things here and there. So now moving into my home, I'm going to be limiting my expenses by so much because now I'm starting to buy the bigger pieces <laughs> and realizing how friggin' expensive furniture is. Yep, yep, yep. You're absolutely right. Because I actually used to do the same thing. I would go to like bridal showers or baby showers and they'd give us stuff. I still have stuff from years ago, like a little cake server, um, yeah. a little plat, like a platter for um, yeah. like hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And, and they're really great pieces that I've used in the past. And obviously now there's yeah. a pandemic, but I will continue to use in the future. But that's one less thing that, you know, you have to buy now for your home. Exactly. And it sounds so small. And, and you know, people in my like friends and family always used to laugh and be like, you'll buy it when you, when you get there. But now because we're spending so much money 
more on yeah. just the home itself. Exactly. Having, you know, even if you only have 20 things, that's 20 things you don't have to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. That's, Which was I, I agree thing. 100% with that. Cause that's what I used to do too. And and, and I yeah. would say that stuff. And when I moved, I moved in with a few boxes outside of my, my clothes and my husband was laughing at me, but I mean, we saved a good, you know, like a couple hundred yeah. bucks on just not having to buy that stuff. And when you're, you know, buying a home, that's, you know, half a million dollars or that person who paid over asking for $700,000, like, maybe they don't have to worry about how much they're spending. But yeah. For <laughs> maybe us, so much their problem. Right. When you're spending, when condos are, are now costing half a million dollars for a one bedroom, um, and mm-hmm. even higher, um, that stuff makes a difference because you have to pay now for your taxes, your, your lawyer's fees, land transfer fees, and that stuff starts to add up after a while. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, I was someone who, I mean, they're still currently in my room, but I had like storage container. Like I have like five or six storage containers full of stuff that I bought just over time. Yeah. That's just like tucked away neatly in a corner, living its best life. Yeah. Can't wait to be used in a proper home. And um, another tip I would give too, and this is what I'm doing now. And my dad is kind of like shaming me for it because we're running out of space, but I'm start. I'm buying stuff that I need now before I move in. Yeah. And my dad was kind of like, "We'll do this when you move in because you can ship it there and you can decide." And I was like, "But right now I have money. Like right now I'm not paying a mortgage yet. Smart. Yeah. So exactly. Let me use some of that income to get some of the bigger things, or or even get the smaller things. Yeah. Like just get stuff and. Now the half of my room is a storage unit full of stuff. <laughs> There's such a big, oh God. The, the great idea about that too is yes, you're able to buy that stuff while you're not having to pay for a mortgage. So you can buy those like things that you need for your home. The other thing is too, you can buy stuff on sale. So if you see something yeah. on sale, you can get it on sale versus waiting till you move right. in and having to pay full price because yeah. why do that if you don't have to, right? And I've been pretty lucky with a lot of stuff I've bought where I found stuff that I really love and I'm obsessed with and it was a little pricey, but then there was like a sale the next day and I was like, cool, I don't have to compromise. And also I don't have to worry that I can afford it because exactly. right now I know I can afford it. Exactly. That's awesome. Which is another huge. Yeah. All right. So, so next, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. So moving on to the next question, um, what would you say is surprising and something that you didn't know um, or didn't anticipate with becoming a homeowner? Um, I think I forgot. There's a few things. We'll, we'll start from the small ones and work to the big ones. All right. Um, I think I like wasn't sure how you paid your like your property taxes. And then when I realized it was monthly and how much it was, I was like, oh damn, I didn't budget for this. <laughs> like I need to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit of a surprise. Um, probably the same with closing costs. Like yeah. I knew what closing costs were, but I think I just didn't understand how much they yeah. are and what they're worth and things like that. Yeah. Um, and luckily, by the way, for homeowners who don't know this, luckily because I bought um, my condo in York region, for my clothes, for my land transfer tax, yeah. um, I'm only paying one fee. Whereas yeah. if you buy a place in Toronto, you pay two fees. Two. Yep. The yeah, provincial and municipal. 
Right. So yeah. in New York region or in, in any other region, I believe you only pay one, yeah. which is nice because it's basically, my lawyer kind of described it as like, it's basically cut in half. Oh yeah. 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 That's true. It pretty much cut in half. Um, and land transfer taxes for anyone who's not in Canada and I'm sure other countries have this as well, but it's yeah. basically, um, a percentage of the value of your home. And so of course, if you're, let's say buying a house for $500,000, like a condo, which is average cost nowadays, then, you know, 1% of that, that even is very expensive just to put towards land transfer fees. So um, it is a a value of your home. So that can really add up. Yeah, exactly. So I think just under Understanding what that was and then also the other things in a closing cost where, yep. you know, you obviously have to pay your lawyer a fee. Yep. There's like administration fees. It's a good idea to get title deed insurance yep. for those who don't know. Yep. It's a one-time fee. It's a lifetime guarantee. If there's ever anything wrong, your lawyer has to fix it for free. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Pretty much. And it's not that expensive. I think it's like 300 bucks. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's actually pretty affordable. It's, and, and the, like you said, the guarantee that you get is well worth it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so those were a thing too. I think I, this is one that's going to be fun because I've just been talking to my boyfriend lately about all these like design things. And I think he just smiles and nods and he's like, (laughs) okay, sure. But I'm like, I need to talk to other people. (laughs) Um, I didn't realize how expensive furniture was. I'll I'll be blamed. Yeah. I mean, I think I knew couches were a bit more expensive, but when I started realizing like light fixtures cost $500, that was crazy. Um, yeah. How expensive rugs are. Yeah. Insanely it's expensive. Yeah. Um, how expensive, even bar stools. Yep. Like I remember I was looking um, online and there was ones I loved and they were like 250 each. And then I saw other ones that were like 400 each. And yep. I'm like, each? Not for a set of four? Like yep. what? what's happening? And don't scrimp on uh, the price because quality is everything when you're buying home stuff. So not yeah. go overboard and, you know, spend, you know, 50 grand on furniture either, but yeah. um, do buy quality things, um, do invest in good pieces. And if they are a little bit more expensive, that's okay, because you know, it'll last you a really long time. Um, that's the one thing that I've learned. And I've shared this advice with you as well. Yeah, especially um, when I was couch hunting, because yeah. you had mentioned, you know, going like Structube is really affordable. Mm-hmm. And, and I had looked there. And I'll be honest, I hated everything. <laughs> like just their couch wise, just their couch wise. I yeah. found them very uncomfortable. This is no hate on Structube. I bought a few things when I was there anyway. So yeah. like I still gave them my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I actually, we had a hard time finding a good couch that we like. We finally, of course, landed on one. Um, and it was very affordable, very cheap for a couch. But now uh, two years later, it is kind of going to garbage. And that could also mm-hmm. very well be due to the pandemic as well. And that could be a factor. The fact that instead of going to work and spending eight hours a day at work, we're spending all our time at home. So we're using, we're actually using the couch more. And so that right. could have been just um, a factor within it. But again, it's better to invest in quality pieces. So if you're spending yeah. an extra little bit, trust me, it'll be worth it when it comes to your home decor and furniture stuff. Exactly. And to be fair, like I, you know, I set myself a couch budget and I was actually, I'm actually under it, which was great. That's awesome. Um, and it's so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get it. That's exciting. So I'm very, um, 
Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone to Ikea for a few things. I actually just ordered my bed today, Yay. which was great. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I might need a place to sleep. Yep. So <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that you can't actually go into stores now and shop for things because we're on lockdown again. Yeah. And we're in a stay at home order. Shocker. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, luckily I actually went, my boyfriend came with me. He's such a trooper. We went to two different Ikeas, one that we were both not in lockdown, one in Toronto, one in Vaughn. Um, just to kind of see, and we actually saw the bed that we're going to get in person and we really like it. So yeah, so we had, we were lucky enough to have that advantage. And then all I just did was just order it online. That's awesome. Um, which was nice, but yeah, furniture is really expensive. I got really fortunate. I was just telling Fatima that my work was getting rid of some beautiful, yep. very expensive pieces and was fortunate enough to scoop those up for my home. That's awesome. So my home's going to look really expensive, but I didn't pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> which <is nice. laughs> that's, a whole, that's always the best deal. Yeah. Free stuff. Free. That's really expensive. That's my best kind of shopping. Free. Exactly. <laughs> Um, aside from that, so you're chatting a little bit about decor. How are you, how's the decor stuff coming along just in terms of themes and stuff that you're doing? Are you getting excited? Have you started pinning stuff on Pinterest? Um, you know what? I, I have and I haven't in terms of Pinterest, in terms of decor, that is the only thing that constantly runs through my head. Like if you could see the film reel, it's like (laughs) me picturing every corner of my room of the rooms and like, what's going to go where. Um, cause yeah, that's just who I am. Um, yeah, I'm using Pinterest a bit, but I think I also, um, I've got a bit of an eidetic memory so I can like remember every single detail about my condo. And I'm literally like, it's like I'm doing a tour of what I want to put where and what's going to go where and how this is going to fit. And there's a couple things I'm not sure where I'm going to put just yet. Um, but not too much, but yeah, I think my style is contemporary chic eclectic. Mm -hmm. So there's pieces that are a little like funkier and nice. And there's like some neutrals. And then there's also like, I have some like decor pieces that are a bit like memorabilia or whatever, um, from like travel and things like yeah. that, that are going to add little pops of color. Going to try and get some real and maybe fake plants. Cause I don't know how long I can keep things alive. I've never really, I mean, I've never really owned a plant outside of a succulent yeah. and I kept that alive a long time. So, I mean, my odds are good, but yeah. who knows? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I do feel like a little bit of greenery definitely warm, warms up the space and it just feels yeah. a little bit more homely. And that's one of the things that I did. And I also am not, I don't have a green thumb at all. I got a plant um, when we first, first moved in and it's still alive. <laughs> it's, still, it's still growing. Uh, and then <laughs> just before we went into lockdown at Costco, I picked up this sort of um, little mini garden that you can just oh, nice. keep in the the pot. And so I picked that up for my balcony and it's it just really just adds a little bit more to the place. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like once you're like settled in, definitely get a plant. I think you can make it survive. Um, I think so too. If I, I can feel do like it, I you might can do have it. a green thumb. I just don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely do that. I would say my balcony though is probably like the clearest vision I have where 
I want it to be so like, I want it to literally be its little oasis and that's how I've described it. And so I'm like picturing like warm woods and like, um, like artificial hedges and a little herb garden. And I found out that there's like command strips that stick to concrete so I can like hang my like Edison bulb lights. That's awesome. Yeah. And like, I've bought a little table and my parents are nice and giving me some chairs. That's so So, it's coming together. My bathroom is going to have a bit of a kind of like ocean turquoise blue sort of theme. Nice. It's not going to have like, like shell shaped soap dish or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that person. <laughs> um, you yeah, walk in with of... like a shower curtain with like shells all over it. And this. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> Um, but I feel like bathrooms are where you can kind of have more fun. Like when I picked out the shower curtain, when I picked out my bath rugs yeah. and things like that, I was like, let's have some fun. Like, what do I like? What yeah, do, exactly. You know, what do I really like? That's awesome. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. And anything yeah, for your bedroom, anything like you want to highlight for the bedroom that you're doing? Um, it's, you know what I think, to be honest, I'm so boring. My bedroom is probably going to be the most boringest room. But I think it's because it's not super big. So the only things that are really in it is like the closet is against the wall. Okay. My bed, I'll have a dresser, a shelf, a laundry hamper, and a TV. Yeah. So there's not like... A lot. It's not as exciting. Yeah. But it's fine. I think that's just the the thing with condos. So there's not a lot of space. And ours is the same. Like one wall is the um, closet. Closet. And then there's two windows. And then the other wall we use where like we push the bed against it. So, and then you just have enough space for like a couple of nightstands and like a dresser drawer. And that's kind of it. Yeah. And like, we'll have, I'll have art kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, which will be fun too. And I thought about maybe doing this skinny little wall I have with like, um, peel and stick wallpaper. We'll see. We'll see. It's yeah. all going to be as I decide. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for our season three first episode make sure to follow us on instagram and stay tuned for the next confession <laughs>